Welcome to Savvy and Sensible with Alvin Randall and Bennett. We're here with ARB's experienced CPAs sharing fresh ideas and guidance so you can make intelligent financial decisions to help your organization thrive. Welcome to today's ARB podcast. I'm your host, David Jean, and I'm a principal of Alban Rental and Bennett, and I would like to thank everyone for attending today's podcast. And today we have a special guest. Uh, today we have Michelle Newyar, which is the president of Newyar Consulting. Uh, Michelle owned a seven-figure Minnesota-based renovation firm. She has spent time in the corporate world as a director of sales and marketing, and she co-led a business group for the Small Business Association called Scale Up. There she helped mid-sized companies through the steps necessary to scale up their business. Today, Michelle also serves as the Associate Professor of Business at Southern Maine Community College, where she teaches entrepreneurship and marketing. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And the focus today is on strategic planning. And perhaps you could give us a little bit of background in terms of what you do. Why do you do what you do? So I'm a consultant. Um, Many people use coach and consultant interchangeably. I believe consultants give more advice. They become more of a strategic partner to a business rather than maybe just listening and letting the person come up with their own thoughts. I love what I do because I love entrepreneurship. And from the time I was a little girl, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I just love watching businesses grow and get better at what they do. And being able to partner with them in that process is really rewarding. As you said, you consider yourself a business consultant. How does a business owner know that it's time that they engage a business consultant? Great question. Normally, it's in periods of fast growth. So they're growing beyond what they've ever imagined. And all of a sudden, the systems and the procedures and the resources that they need um, are beyond what they've experienced. Or if things are really falling through the cracks, it could be a slow period. It could be a period where they've had um, some of their top people leave or there's been a major change in the industry. I think intuitively business owners know how to get their business to a certain level. But if something catastrophic happens or periods of high growth, that's often when they need somebody from the outside who can see what they don't see. It's not that they're not smart enough. It's just that they're way too close to it. Like the old saying goes, you only know what you know. And getting to your point, I think a lot of business owners recognize that they need to do strategic planning, but perhaps I've never been involved in it, don't know where to start. And I think that's where, you know, sort of outside consultants such as yourself can really play a, a primary role. So when business owners reach out, What advice would you give to business owners about the strategic planning process? I would say whoever they choose to help them with the strategic planning process. And I think it can be really beneficial to have somebody on the outside come in because it keeps them on track. But what I would recommend to them is it's not just about the retreat or the strategic plan itself. I think the most two important pieces are A, the research and and pre-work that is done to bring a really solid agenda to the strategic planning event. And then the most important piece is the implementation and communication. And that's where I believe a lot of companies, they get excited about strategic planning, they hire somebody to come in, and then it goes back to business as usual. And I think it's most effective, even if they did their own plan, To hire somebody to come in and help them implement it often is where they're going to see the most forward progress. 
and really a lot of the benefit is really in the process, not necessarily the deliverable, because in that process, that's where you're really thinking, you know, strategically, you're really thinking bigger picture, more broad and so forth. And I know that from my experience over the years, I think some business owners think that, you know, they're, they're the deliverable of the plan needs to be 100 pages. Uh, it needs to be some, you know, large plan. But the ones that I feel are most effective are the ones that are the simple one or two pages where they're very focused. Otherwise, you got, you've got to have a plan that just is so, you know, expansive and so many pages and so forth. It's intimidating for a lot of business owners. So really talking about, you know, focusing on those few things. And so what are some of the things that companies should be focused on when they do a strategic planning? I think I agree with you 100%. I love companies to get it to one page for the reasons you said, but also it's then easy to engage the entire company. You know, I say every person in the organization should be involved in the strategic plan, should know it, should have a piece of it. So one of the things to think about is don't put in the things in the plan that are already business as usual, that you already do. You know, choose the one or two or three things that are really going to stretch the company in the next year, that are really going to get them either to the growth that they want to achieve, or maybe it's the shoring up, the securing of the foundation. Because I see companies grow, and then sometimes they need to pause and just kind of get their ducks back in order. So keeping it simple, I love when companies use really memorable, you know, little nuggets so that as they're communicating to employees through podcasts or through video or through newsletters, that employees are at least really familiar with what are we trying to accomplish this year. I once worked with a hospital and they had a one word strategic plan, smile. They were trying to improve patient experience, um, employee um, morale, and they came up with, there were some more pieces. But the one word that they focused on for 12 months was smile. And from a cultural standpoint, I think for anybody can execute that. Uh, is it simple to remember? It is very powerful, right? Uh, there's nothing more powerful than, than, than a smile. And when business start thinking about going through the strategic process, what is some of the groundwork or some of the, the pre-work that can be done prior to help lead them up to that? process. One really powerful thing to do is to do listening circles within your organization. So to create a list of, you know, five or six questions that you will get together, you know, in groups of five, six, seven people and get a feel for what everybody's feeling, what everybody's thinking, what's working, what isn't, where they see the strategic priorities, what's meaningful to them for the next 12 months. Also to get engagement in the group of people who are going to be doing the actual planning, whether that's a day or a two-day or, a, you know, one of the things with um, the way I've seen companies doing it now is they're transitioning from maybe a two-day retreat to one day, and then they wait a couple weeks and do the second day, and there's a lot of power in kind of that processing time. So I think um, listening to what's happening, engaging those key players, and allowing themselves a pause to start kind of visioning. We're all involved every day in the urgent, what's on fire in the business. I want to give business owners permission to pause and think about that important, um, the things that are meaningful, but they're not on fire. I think you refer to as, you know, listening circles. And I, and I think the one thing that I often refer to that process as is creating a worry list. And what is that worry list? What are the things that worry you, both current as well as uh, long term? 
And as you're helping businesses through the strategic planning process uh, over the years and your experience, what have you noticed to be some of the biggest pitfalls and some of the areas where businesses miss the mark with planning? Number one, miss the mark. You brought it up earlier, the 60 to 80 page document. No one cares. No one will read it. Um, I think the other thing that they miss the mark on is communicating it with their team. We talked about that already. Um, but it, it gets to be a heavy lift in the strategic planning process, and then it kind of goes away. And it's not, it needs repetitive, once a month, um, once a quarter. How are you going to hold yourselves accountable? How are you going to hold the team accountable? I have one group that I worked with, and they do a strategic planning video update, like two to three minutes every month, because they're in multiple locations. And it at least keeps it top of mind. I also encourage companies to have champions who kind of help execute and implement the plan. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the person who's going to do the actual task, but they're going to keep that initiative alive. They're going to continue to, hey, what's happening on this? Hey, are we making progress? Um, what do we need to do? And they're really kind of championing um, that initiative forward. Yeah, that kind of reminds me as I have a client who does a weekly podcast every Friday for all of their employees, and the employees can access it through the company's portal. And oftentimes, part of that podcast will be discussing where are we at with our you know, strategic plan, where are we heading, and those sort of things. And I think from a cultural standpoint, it really kind of brings everybody together, and everybody understands sort of where the, where the ship is going. And I think that's uh, really important. And for those who haven't gone through the strategic planning process, what are really the key elements of a plan? I think some of the key elements, uh, doing a SWOT analysis, you know, looking at your strengths and weaknesses currently right now today, as well as the opportunities and threats. Um, opportunities and threats change over time. If you've done one once, it could look different two years from now. And then those key strategies with goals, milestones, timelines. You know, a lot of companies spend a lot of time reworking mission, vision, values. I like to jump into kind of the nuts and bolts first and then look at do we need to go back and tweak the mission or vision, but really getting into, you know, what are the current one or two best opportunities for the company that is going to help 12 months from now, you know, you're in a different place than you are today. Sure. So how does the strategic plan lead companies into high levels of performance? You get more people engaged. Um, you get people thinking about the future. You get people to look up from their desk or whatever role they play and see where the company could go. And I often get, even those that are the biggest critics coming into the process, the ones with their arms crossed, the ones that are like, yeah, this is a waste of my time. I could be doing work, are the ones that get most excited about the changes and the possibilities that working together. It can't just be the owner or owners. Um, it doesn't work. It can't be implemented without everybody across the board. And I think once you put it out there, you're holding one another accountable because you've said, hey, we're doing this and we've communicated it with all of you. Now any employee on the team can say, so where are we at with that? And there's a natural accountability that happens. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Sometimes I'll ask a business owner, what is your strategic plan? It says, well, it's all in my head. And uh, when, when an owner tells you that, how do you discuss, that's great and all, but that's really not the most effective way to implement a strategic plan? I absolutely agree. And I always say, you might go to Aruba tomorrow and never come back. If that plan is in your head, 
whoever is your successor has no idea the direction that you're going. And also, if it's only in my head, I'm, I'm not giving people the why. I'm not giving people the reason when I'm asking them to step up, when I'm asking them to lead more effectively or perform at a higher level. They're not, they don't understand the why. So if I can communicate that as an owner, even if it's on a, a one-page bulleted list to my team, I'm helping them to understand what I'm passionate about, where my vision is. So I think with strategic planning or with just kind of processes and procedures in a company, too often as owners, we get tied up in the business and we're, we're busy and we forget to communicate those things. And so I think setting aside even an hour to talk about strategic planning with some of my key leaders, I start to get some of that stuff out of my head. And as with any you know, major initiatives from a company, whether it's a strategic plan or um, any other major initiatives uh, that a company may move forward with, uh, it's always important is to start you know, top down. Uh, and it's really important um, in any organization. And can you talk a little bit about what leaders can do to engage their entire company in the plan? So I usually do start with the top group. You know, so there's seven to 15 people in the uh, original strategic planning effort we will have interviewed, done listening circles, maybe one-on-one -on -one interviews with the rest of the company prior. But what we'll do, what I do then is once we've got that initial group of top leaders, we'll bring the draft plan to the group of managers. So recently I met with five owners. We created a draft. We then met with the 25 managers and asked them some key questions about the draft and got further input went back to the executive team, finalized the draft, and then we took it to the entire company to, first of all, engage them in some further questions we had and give them an opportunity to, to raise their hand and say, hey, I'd like to help in these pieces. I'd like to be on this committee. I'd like to help move this forward. So your approach, it's, it's methodical. There's a, you know sort of a discovery. There's um, you know gathering data, putting together a, a plan. Then there's the implementation of the plan. Then there's sort of the post-implementation review. Make sure that you continue working with companies and make sure that they're, they're on path. And sometimes these paths do change over time. And I think for some people or some businesses, I may think a strategic plan is sort of set in stone. It's really not. It's, it's perfectly acceptable. And oftentimes works best that if there is flexibility, and sometimes it may be a diversion because of all the uncertainties and things change and so forth. But at least it's a guide at least from my experience, that's that's important. Absolutely. So now that you've kind of given us sort of an overview of the importance of strategic planning, why businesses should seriously uh, implement strategic plans, today is today. So how can businesses get started now to make this year their best year ever? I would say, number one, you just said it, start now. It, there's never, a, there's not a best time of the year. There's not a right time of the year. Every time of the year is busy. You know, we always hear owners say, oh, wait, we'll wait till the slow season. Some of us don't have slow seasons or they never come when we think they will. So start now. And, you know, there are a lot of great articles about doing a six-month plan to start. So maybe start with getting your, your four or five key leaders, however many key leaders you have in a room and say, what do we want to accomplish in the next six months? and maybe jot down one or two things to start that process. 
and then you know look at how do we want to engage the rest of the organization. So sometimes for some businesses, sometimes getting those early successes builds confidence, builds direction, and perhaps uh, that becomes the bridge to a more involved three to five year strategic plan or, or so forth. But the fact of the matter is it's start now and, and at least start small and get those successes. And uh, I think for a lot of business owners, it's, uh, it, it works well for them. Yeah. And I think the three to five year plan, I'm seeing a lot less of that. The planning has become, time has become much shorter. Businesses are focusing more on the next six to 12 months and then maybe a long-term vision of where we think we want to go. But as we all know, business changes so rapidly that sometimes that three to five year plan is just wishing. I, I think what you said makes so much sense. You know, the speed of business today is not what it was like, you know, 15 or, or, or even, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, it just changes so fast, whether or not it's technology or, uh, you know, environmental, um, political climate, what the case may be. But at least what we see in our industry is um, change is certain. Uh, no question about that. Well, this was very helpful. And I think you've really um, given our listeners uh, again, a good overview of strategic planning and really appreciate you being here and, and thank you so much. Thank you for having me, David. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Savvy and Sensible. Visit us at arbcpa.com for additional resources and to learn more about our services.